morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rose Bible Show, right here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Your hosts today are Tim Spencer and Rick Schmidt. The date today is Saturday, 30 April, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to the show, folks. We are going to be starting out talking about gardening, and we might do a little bit of financial stuff. And uh, I'm sure we're going to do a little bit of uh, geopolitics. We will start taking calls at the top of the second hour. So uh, please hold your calls till then. The five-minute rule will be in effect. And as always, please stay on subject. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I, am, uh, I am a privileged person. I get more than five minutes. Uh, yeah. Yes, you do. Um, yeah, I do. Um, the um, the week has been uh, unbelievably interesting uh, from every single point of view. Uh, I really uh, have enjoyed it. Uh, for the for those of you out here who are thinking uh, I didn't really see anything, um, that's fine. Uh, don't let us wake you up. I don't want to disturb your nap. Um, so there have been unbelievable things happening in the geopolitical uh, circles. You know what they say: if the shoe boy gives you up, shoe shine boy gives you up, stock tip, it's pretty much over. Um, I was going through Sam's earlier in the week to grab a few items, and it's interesting now that I am having these regular conversations with the checkout girls and um they are they are woke uh and by that i mean they are pissed off um they are oh, yeah. talking about they're talking and this is coming from checkers they look around to see if anybody's watching them like the manager or anybody and they'll start talking about things like uh food plants burning you know, and the food supply, and these people are are upset. They they what what is happening is no longer uh, alt 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 media news, su- supposed conspiracy theory. Um, the average human being is somehow making themselves uh, they're, they're availing themselves of. Uh, these these news items, and I don't know where they're going. Or uh, you know, maybe they're looking at places like Zero Hedge and other things. You know that have been systematically repressed. Um, but 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 they're starting to get the picture, and um, <clears throat> and this is interesting too. Uh, you see, you see the. Uh, I, I hesitate to use the word democrat because that's that's a load of horse hockey. You see the globalists who are in our Congress uh, making some interesting moves. Oh, they're yeah. backing off on the COVID. They're backing off on the COVID thing, and then this week they passed a, a bill in the House uh, to approve uh, marijuana for recreational use. So you see what they're doing here. They're trying to throw the public. You know they they already pooped all over you, and now they're trying to throw you a bone to make up for it. You know, yeah, we took away your freedoms. Yeah, we ruined the food supply. But don't look at that. Here's some dope. You know, go get high and lay down somewhere. So 
this is what they're doing. But I do, I do have a question, which I guess you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to know. You're not supposed to figure this out. If they've got complete control over the Dominion servers, if they can make an election look like anything they want, why are they even remotely concerned about election results? Why do they? Why do they? What? Why they? I mean, the, the things they're doing would give you uh, a reason to to think that they're somewhat concerned. Um, and why are they right. concerned? Uh, are they afraid somebody's shutting your game down? Yeah. Maybe are they That's afraid that the militaries can... Yeah, I, I don't know. Here's another thing before we go on to gardening. So we have Elon Musk paying, what is it? Was it $45 billion for Twitter? Who claims... He claims yeah, right, right around there. Yeah. He claims he's going to... Um, Oh, what did they call that? They uh, they had a uh, an <laughs> they had a a political correctness algorithm in there, you know. In other words, right. In other words, shutting everybody up, um, right? It, and they're going to make those algorithms open source, Rick. Well, it, which was what? Which was which was what? Robert David Steele was always calling for, he called it open source everything. But my point here would be, yeah. is that why, okay, why would you pay $45 billion for Twitter when $45 billion would have purchased every ounce of available silver on the planet? Uh, in fact, it could have been done for about $37 billion that and you say why would he want to do that well is anybody keeping track of how much silver it takes to make electric vehicles um, i forget the number well, he I already bought uh i i i i want to say last november it might have been october he bought 3.5 billion in physical silver okay well uh, for his okay. vehicle well, we had what six million six million electrical vehicles last year created out of like sixty million vehicles created, and he used he used like one and a half years of physical supply. So, so my, so my question is, you know, under these circumstances, obviously he can't sustain the electric car business uh, unless unless he lays his hands on fantastic sums of silver. And of course, I don't know what other what other part of the green agenda he's involved in. But my point would be is that you know he's 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 coming around, basically posing as what the new hero of the right. And this whole thing is starting to smell an awful lot like the Donald Trump run, where suddenly yeah. out of nowhere we have an industrialist who comes out as a uh, a conservative and uh, a do-gooder all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he's all about the United States and the Constitution. And by, by, and by the way, I, I believe he was born in South Africa, so this is going to be a bit of a problem. He was. Um, he was. Yeah. He's African-American. Well, he's what? African-American. Oh, yeah. Well, 
and, and so was Barack Obama. So I think we, I think anybody who's going to complain about about um, Elon uh, running for president, you know, we had Barack Obama for eight years. Uh, he wasn't American either. All you got to do is just start burning birth certificates. Clean up the internet right now. Burn the birth certificates and the college records. Get rid of all that. Uh, all they got to do is basically, basically hire the same people that that did this for Barack Obama, and they'll just handle it all. But um, anyway, uh, I digress. We're supposed to talk about gardening. Well, well, so we there is one lady. other thing, Rick. Rick, before you get started, one other thing I wanted to run by you, and I forgot to do it on the phone today, and that was I wanted to ask your opinion on Department of Homeland Security, uh, their new uh, department or division of misinformation, yeah. you know. Right. Long live the Ministry of Truth. Right. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I meant to say that and then I ran right past that door. Um, yeah. Well, they, they are upset that Elon's serious. They are they are uh, they're upset that Elon is serious and he's going to level that playing field for everybody and make right. it make it kind of a, a level platform for anybody and they don't like that and they want it back they want Twitter back in the worst way and so now they're going to set up um, an official bureau to try to to try to uh, 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 legit not legislate they're going to try to uh, put um, oh what do you call regulations on Twitter. Shot, right, and if down. those regulations are violated, it becomes right. a security threat. Yeah, yeah, that's this, this is their stunt. They're going to try to keep Twitter under control uh, with their normal playbook, and and of course, if they succeed, um, you know, then Elon has pretty much wasted his money. But but I don't think they will. I think. I think um, I think Elon Musk is not about to waste forty five billion on a bunch of BS. I think I think that uh, I think if nothing else, it'll just bounce around the courts for about a million years. So I think this I think it's kind of like a kind of like a no go, well, a non starter. Well, that did you see that woman they put in charge of it? Um, I, I don't know I how to classify her. But she reminds me of that famous picture of that woman screaming at the top of her lungs with a knit or stocking cap on, whatever you call it. And um, yeah, right after she yep. found out that Trump won, I mean that's oh, the kind of person she is. That. Oh, you know, you know that's right. And her name is her name is probably Pat because nobody can figure out if she's a boy or a girl. Yeah, that's that's the kind I'm looking no, for no, to no, handle. No, she she's a girl, and I think she's oh. straight by the way she dresses. But I mean, like she made up a song about pro censorship and was sitting there I'm singing it in a TikTok video or YouTube video. I saw oh, it, and I was, and I'm like, uh, this is in charge of a federal department. Well, we've you got to be kidding me. Joke. Well, we got bigger jokes. I got chickens that, that I mean, can do a better job. The well, if you've got a chicken that can write a song, I think you've got a uh, you you've got the golden goose there, the, the goose that laid the golden egg. The um the 
we, you know, what, what do we got? Idiotic, idiot, just idiocy, like Hunter Biden and other people running different departments in the in the federal government. It's all a joke. It's just, it's all a joke. Um, yeah. Anyway, we better get off this. Um, so we yeah, before we, one of us has a stroke. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wind up deleting the gardening section. The um, you know, not that these things. Not that these things don't need to be talked about, because they do, but if these things do not inspire you to some sort of action, then then you're just an armchair commando. You're just sitting around uh, uh, flapping your gums and doing nothing, and that is not why we talk about these things. We talk about these things so that you'll take, uh, use a little critical thinking here, Take a look at your situation, and no, I'm not telling you you have to figure out how to buy a farm right away, but there are a million things that you can do, and um, uh, the there there are, uh, I mean, YouTube does not delete gardening videos, so there are millions of them out there. You don't need me for that. Um, uh, you've got... Did any of you even look at Jim Kovaleski's front yard? Uh, Green Dreams yes, TV. Yes, I did watch that. Did you, did you see the, that guy's front yard? He's making a thousand dollars a week. That is his 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 front yard is actually incredibly beautiful, and it is you know it's got some flowers, but mostly it's you know different color vegetables everywhere, and it yeah. is it is a sight to see. I mean it's it's. Um, He's got a couple of drone shots from up above, and it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It is uh, that. So, you know, so if you didn't, yeah, if you didn't even bother to look at that, then you, then I don't think you're taking any of this very seriously. Um, if you're going to wait, um, interesting statement uh, from David Gilmore in the video, uh, How to Grow Food as So Your Life Depended on It. Uh, interesting video there. Um, he said, "This is not. This is not something that you can put in the closet and just pull it out when you think you need it. Um, skills, skills are are learned through trial and error. Or that's what you do. Any right. skill you have, if you've got a skill that you were perfect at the very first time you tried it, uh, I cannot even." Begin to imagine what that would be. Um, I think that's anything from knitting to kissing girls to uh, gardening. It just doesn't matter. You're going to have to. You're going to have to try for a while to get these things right. And as I've told you over the past couple of weeks, uh, over the past few years, I still keep making goofy mistakes, and then. You know, working to correct them. So you know, and I'm and I'm over seventy. So you know, if you're thinking you're going to wait to learn to garden, I'm thinking you're going to get hungry, and that's you know that's your fault because you've been warned many times. So so the list of things to do for me this weekend, and I know you're thinking, oh, what do I care? Um, is is innumerable. Um, I couldn't, 
complete this list if everybody left me alone for a solid week. I could not. It is, it is ridiculous. Um, I've got a walkway here that's about 40 feet long, and it's lined with flats of plants. I've got beets, collards, yes, kale, peppers. Yeah, peppers. Um, curly endive. Got the herbs here. I got um, basil, uh, chervil, uh, dill, uh, tarragon, and other things that need to get in the herb bed. My eggplants need to go. My winter squash is still not in. Um, and about a gazillion tomato plants that need to go. Um, and that and that has nothing to do with cutting the grass and other things and you know, and then I've got about 500 sun coleus uh, that need to get into the ground too. And you know, it's 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 one thing to dig a hole and stick a plant in, but you know, you got to prep that bed a little bit. You got to get out there. Yeah. Get all the weeds out of it. Um, you know, try to add a little organic matter there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I will say this. Uh, down in the hoop house, I have two beds, and this is very interesting to me. I kind of didn't, kind of didn't really mean to do this, but I did it anyway. And down there, last year, uh, because it's out in the full sun, I was doing the obvious. I was growing peppers and eggplants there because down down there, down there with the hoop houses, it's pretty far and hot, and there are a lot of things you're not going to put in there. Uh, things that don't like that, like lettuce and other things, that's a little too, that's a little too harsh. But well, pepper right. and eggplants love it, so that's what I do. But what I did was to keep the work down. I took a couple of bales of straw down there, and I completely mulched the plants so that I wouldn't have to spend any real time weeding. The only thing, you know, every now and then you'd get up a, a weed that would pop up through the straw, and you just pull it. Well. I went down there yesterday right. to put in a bunch of cukes, a bunch of cucumbers, and under the <laughs> under the straw, the soil is weed-free, almost, let's say 95%, and most of what was popping up, believe it or not, was wheat from the wheat straw. Yeah, you get a wheat plant here and there, and um, oh, yeah. that, that come right up. The soil below there was loose and black and... Uh, perfect really and i didn't have to really do anything to it at all i just planted the cukes straight away punched a hole in it with my fingers and dropped the cukes in um so i will tell you learning that one simple lesson here this year at the end of the year when i go to pull the winter squash and when i pull the tomatoes and i pull everything i will um overlay that with with uh, straw and that way i won't have hardly any work to do in the spring hey rick we got a that's break a buddy that's a song i know and gentlemen we'll be back in about three minutes uh we'll start taking calls top of the hour Play just for me. 
Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. Thank you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central.
ladies and gentlemen, you are, excuse me, you're listening to the Rural Survival Show here on Republic Broadcasting Network with your hosts, Tim Spencer and Rick Schmidt. Currently, we are talking about gardening, folks. Uh, Rick, please continue. Yeah, before I forget what I'm doing here, um, I said I'd put cucumbers uh, in the garden, and um, I have been having so much fun uh, making pickles and for pickling pickles and or fermenting them, making half sours, that I decided um, that I wasn't going to plant cucumbers, but I decided I, I would plant a bunch of them, and so what I did was I bought a bunch of this Hortonova trellis, and what Hortonova trellis is, is a, a white, it looks like a giant fishnet, except it's, it's, it comes in various widths, four, like four, five, and six feet by some lengths, and you will pay accordingly. And I think I paid about 56 bucks uh, for trellising that was four feet high by 350 feet long. So uh, I drove three T-posts in the ground and um, zip-tied one end of the first post, stretched it tight, and then zip-tied the rest and planted the cukes under that, basically, so that as soon as they come up, they're going to grab that. Um, And then instead of spending you know, an hour trying to clean up that mess when the season's over, you just clip the zip ties and roll the whole thing up and throw it in the trash. Uh, you won't be able to compost um, this this plastic uh, trellis. Right. However, here's the deal, and I want to bring this up. We've talked about this once or twice before, and that is that what I planted, uh, I planted uh, some very productive varieties but I called Haas Tools, and um, the they have a number of different kinds of cucumbers. And I, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. They have one that doesn't require any pollinators at all, uh, and that is basically right. these would be the ones that would be raised in a greenhouse. Um, then they have the open pollinated, which uh, would be the kind of thing that would have male and female flowers all over it. And that one that I'm using would be called Max Pack, and it is apparently very prolific. Uh, I've never used it, but I've seen Haas Tools, a couple videos, very interesting stuff. Then there's one other thing I was dying to try, and uh, we've mentioned this before, it's called Gynoecious. And... They're all female flowers. So if that's the case, clearly uh, something needs to happen here to get pollination. So what they do is in this package of gynoecious, I think the one I've got was called mercury, in this package, every tenth seed would be uh, a male. But... You know, if you if depending on the size of your garden, maybe you don't want to plant. Well, let's continue this in a minute. 
Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in about four minutes. And uh, got a couple announcements after the break. Be right back, folks. Yeah, my blood's so mad, feels like coagulating. I'm sitting here just contemplating. I can't twist the truth, it knows no regulation. Handful of senators don't pass legislation and marches alone can't breathe. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee by going to rbnhemppaste.com and ordering a trial pack of Happy Packets for $5 with free shipping. That's rbnhemppaste.com. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's one, Rad. Consistent results when used for heart problems. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious that if he hadn't made it to the hospital in time, he would have died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives, he tried Extendivite. While taking Extendivite, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E.com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. 
go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. the second half hour of the Rural Survival Show here on the Public Broadcasting Network. Your hosts today are Tim Spencer and Rick Schmidt. Hope everybody's having a great weekend so far. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. A um, couple of quick announcements. One, please go to ruralsurvival.life. That's ruralsurvival.life. And uh, check out our sponsors there. Uh, Also, on the same page, if you take a look, I think it's the top banner, I think. I'm not looking at the site. Uh, Simply Clean Foods. I'm promoting them only because of what they do for veterans. If a veteran's in trouble, has food insecurity, they help them out. To the best of their ability. There's a discount code there, RSS, all capital letters, just for our listeners. So you guys might want to check that out too, simplycleanfoods.net. Okay, folks, uh, we are back. We're discussing gardening. Rick, where do we want to go now? We were finishing up the cucumber situation. Um, That's right. So, so the so the cucumbers, you know, come in different types, uh, different varieties, different. Actually, and then you, you've got the big ones, which we would call slicers, uh, the ones that are you know like ten inches long or whatever. But then you've got the pickling variety, which are generally uh, smaller, and those are the ones that I'm kind of interested in. Um, Slicing cucumber, if you can grow one, you can grow the other. So for the moment, we don't really use slicing cucumbers for very much. Um, they are excellent in a cream soup. I will say that. But but because the pickling variety tastes just about the same, I would simply just use them. The, the varieties that I mentioned, uh, some don't need bees. Some have male and female flowers. The gynoecious only have female flowers, of course, so they're going to be more productive. But, you know, here's the deal. Um, if if you're as good at, at winning the lottery as I am, 
uh, you could go out and plant 15, 15 cube seeds and not, not grab one male out of the whole bunch, okay? You could do that. I mean, it's one in ten. I guarantee if I left ten seeds in that package, they'd all be males. So this is what yep. I, so I call house tools. Yeah, that's that's the way I win the lottery. It's all ass backwards. So I called house tools and I said, "Hey, look here, man. If what if I do this? What if you know I want to plant some max packs anyway because that's a very productive pickling variety. What if I make every other one gynoecious or every third one, you know, gynoecious, so that I know damn good and well I've got male flowers all over the place mixed in with my gynoecious." Uh, mercury cukes wouldn't that work and he says well yeah of course it would work and i'm like well uh why didn't you bring that up on the show at some point i would like to have heard that so that's what i did i i got a lot of uh, a lot of males well i got a lot of open pollinators along with the gynoecious so uh if i can never find a bee um i will uh i, I will you know i'll keep you posted you know, as to how all this goes. Um, for the moment now, I want to talk about onions. Um, right now, uh, my onions have been in probably about 30 days. Yeah, almost exactly. And, uh, of course, this is the point in time when you need to be giving your onions a lot of nitrogen. You need to get those plants just as big and green and healthy as you possibly can with as many leaves on them as you can, because as I've said probably two or three times, every leaf on the onion is a ring in the onion. So, if, you know, if you've only got six leaves, that's not going to be so good. But, you know, for those big, big softball-sized onions, you get up, um, you get up around uh, 10, 11, 12 uh, uh, leaves on an onion. You're going to, you got the potential to have a really nice onion if it gets enough food and water, assuming it does. The other thing right. is the sweetness of an onion. You know, you got the, um, you know, those flattened onions. They're called sweet onions. They're actually called a Granix style onion. Granix. Um, I think it's G R A N E X. Granix type. It, it's flattened. Those are going to be the sweet onions. They don't typically store very well at all. But they are really good. You know, like a Vidalia onion, that's kind of, you know, right. they have their purposes. Yeah, they just, they'll be the first ones in your pantry to, you know, get all mushy and nasty. But um, but the, but it is, if you're having the, the round, the perfectly round storage type onion, you can make those hotter uh, or milder depending on how much water you put to them. If you make sure that they've got, and, and and onions are heavy feeders and very thirsty plants, if you keep them so that they've got lots of food and lots of water, they'll be sweeter uh, than, you know, the ones that are actually hot like pepper. Those are high sulfur, low water onions. Uh, and you, if you like that kind of thing for cooking, uh, go for it. Uh, but, you know, bear in mind, though, they're not going to be, too terribly large because you're starving. You're, you're you're keeping the water off of them, so they're going to be their flavor is going to be far more pungent. But uh, and they'll store well too. They're just not going to be very. They're not going to be the big onions that you might have wanted. Right. Um, so 
you know, feed them well, water them well, and see what happens. And by all means, keep track of the leaves. If you can get, if you can get uh, ten or more leaves on an onion, you got a good thing going on there. It means you're doing the right thing. Um, just for a moment, I want to talk about cloning rosemary. Um, the uh, to my right here, we have a dozen uh, rosemary clones going, and I say cloning. Uh, I've got an old rosemary bush that is uh, really getting ragged looking. It is a great rosemary. It was, <clears throat> and I apologize if I mentioned this before. I think I've been skipping it. It's uh, four feet tall or so. Um, it's a big rosemary. We bring it in. <clears throat> it, they can they can take a fair amount of cold weather, but you know they're not going to go into the teens. Um, snow and, and in the twenties, they're fine with that. So every year I dig it up and bring it back in, and I think you know that plays hell with it. But uh, but it's getting oh, yeah, kind of screwy looking. Them. Yeah, it does. Um, the um, the root the root system never really has a chance to develop much, and just about the time it really starts getting a foothold, I put a shovel to it and put it back in the giant pot and take it back in. Uh, so it's starting to look ragged. It's starting to look like. This might be the last year for it. I'm going to try to pull it back, but there are no guarantees. So because it was such a magnificent bush, um, and somebody's going to say, yeah, Mary did dry her cloak on one, and the smell is amazing. Um, the um, I, I cloned a half a dozen uh, of these things, and you know, all I did all I did was cut the uh, the, the, the decent-looking ends, that were growing well. I took them about 10 inches, 10 inches, 8 to 10 inches off, half a dozen times, uh, stripped uh, like the bottom three or four inches of needles, um, dipped them in Clonex or, or rooting hormone, and put them in uh, potting soil. And I just keep them on the heat mat at 75 degrees. Um, uh, and I make sure that the soil is always moist. I don't let that dry out in any way. Uh, right. I don't bother to try to water them. I just got one of those pump-up bottles of water, and I just, every day I walk by and just shoot each one for five seconds. I don't want them soggy, but I don't want them dry either. Uh, so, and it's working. Uh, they're starting to put on new foliage at the top. I guess it's been about, oh, wait, I've got a date here. 421. 421. It's about a week ago, isn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. So it's 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 going real well. Um, so you know, for those of you uh, that are interested, and you can do this with anything. Honestly, you can do it with any bush type deal. Rosa Sharon, as I told you a while back, I did twenty one. What? Trees also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got Travis Key from Haas Tools doing what do you do? You know he sold. He sold out of his fig. He had I don't know what he said a hundred fig fig tree clones that he made off his fig trees. He sold them. Uh, he put them on on the site one afternoon and they were gone by noon the next day. Everybody just was dying to get yeah uh, some of his clones. So we'll see. We'll, you know you can do that. Just anything you want. Semi-hardwood, semi-hardwood cuttings is what it's called. Uh, the, the really, the really green tips, believe it or not, just don't work very well. 
uh, they just they just don't work. Uh, you need to if you've got like a really really light floppy green end on a branch, take that off and go down to where you've got a little bit of green followed by something that is woodier. That is what will root real well. Um, the the cold weather has massively delayed corn planting across the grain belt across the uh, yes. across the central uh, United States. Uh, you're talking Kansas and Missouri and Illinois and Iowa and all that. Um, corn futures right now are an all-time high. Um, yes, that's going to be that's going to be a giant problem uh, for a lot of people. Uh, there's a lady who has a pig farm about five miles from me. Um, her pigs are just awful. I don't know what in the world she feeds them, but <laughs> apparently she's feeding them straw because there's not an ounce of fat on these things, and, you know, the uh, meat is just tough as all get out. Um, but uh, but she said, if corn ever gets to 10 bucks, you won't find a pig on this farm. Well, if this keeps up, uh, corn will get to ten bucks, and she won't have any pigs. So that that is going to be a, uh, a fascinating uh, situation. Um, now I know I'm going to generate a call from some vegetarians, and I'm sorry about this, but uh, the the if you buy a two hundred pound pig, uh, you're going to get lean, lean, lean. Um, talking to uh, an Amish dude who uh, who has a, uh, a farm, uh, he does not raise pigs, but his neighbor does, and he processes them for you. Uh, and he said the sweet spot is uh, between 275 and 300. Over 300, it's all fat. And uh, so he says that's... Nah. You want to you be right in it that It depends spot. on that's the breed of pig, Rick. Well, whatever this guy, it really does the neighbor is... Well, it depends. Well, yeah, and I don't know. I don't I know mean, that they're free ranging. I processed well, I've an seen... eight hundred pound pig, and oh, uh, no, I'm sorry, six hundred pound, six hundred pound. Didn't mean to lie. A six hundred pound pig, and that meat is fantastic. And there was only about twenty five pounds of lard on it, at least harvestable lard. Yeah, I probably should have asked this dude for the lard. I didn't think about that. Uh, lard is a fabulous product for cooking and stuff. Um, beats, the, beats the snot out of Crisco, but we've been over that before. Um, moving yeah. on to another, another um, interesting uh, topic, bees. The, um, the, this is swarm season for a lot of us. May is... Swarm season for a lot of us, swarm season for me. Uh, I didn't have time to hang around and build a hive. So as I believe I've mentioned, I-, I bought one. And I am going to, um, and and like three years ago, I bought this attractant called Bee Commander, which may or may not be lemon oil. Uh, they, they claim lemongrass, I'm sorry, lemongrass oil. Um, and they, they claim... Uh, that they're also uh, em- em- employing, oh, man. The pheromones? Name... No, 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 that, that mimics the pheromones. Um, no, there is a glue, it's not coming to me, 
there's a glue that they'll seal up the hive with. Uh, it's like a black black glue. Uh, they also claim they have incorporated uh, some of that, which does provide something of a of a comfort factor. I've also heard that a good thing to do is just buy beeswax and melt it and basically brush brush the inside of the hive uh, before you put the frames in, and that also provides uh, a certain uh, level of comfort for the bees. I would believe that. So I'm going to give it a whack. I mean, well, if I what it also get... does, Rick, what it also does by putting beeswax inside the nuke is it makes the trays easier to slide in and out. You know, up and down. Oh yeah, I would be I would be certain of that. Now I've never done this. Um, I've seen, you know, hours and hours of video, um, and uh, I'll have to refresh myself because, you know, there are certain issues uh, that occur with this, and one of them being that, you know, getting up on a ladder in the dark, uh, ten feet up. And, you know, picking up a 50-pound box full of angry bees and putting it on your shoulder and coming back down the ladder can be a challenge. And so I have seen other people, they will take them up on a pulley, which I think is what I would like to do. But bees do not like when the hive is waving around. So when you do this, they'll typically uh, tie it or use a, uh, a small ratchet strap and, and pull it to the tree uh, so that it's not blowing in the wind. And that way, all you have to do, you've got like a, a disc that you rotate and closes the hive hole. You close that um, after it's dark, close that, and then take the ratchet strap off and lower the hive down with your feet on terra firma. And that is probably right. how you don't get a broken arm, uh, lumps all over your face, if you drop that hive and fall in it, uh, I guarantee you are not going to like that. Um, you're going to get no. more than one sting. Um, so I'm going to give well, that you a know, Just this. so you know, Rick, when, you know, this is something I did, and I'm telling you from experience, not YouTube. If you ever get lucky enough to find a wild hive, mm -hmm. the way I did it, now this is the way I did it. I just happened to have everything I needed available. I found a wild swarm on one of my plum trees, okay? Mm -hmm. I, get, I took one of those regular black garbage bags, put it over the swarm, and put a tie on it, the tie that comes with the bag. I cut it. I cut the entire branch off. I set it down in a garbage can, a plastic garbage can, put it in my garage in the shade, Gently pulled the plastic bag off and put the top on it. And then I drilled a whole bunch of 3 inch holes in the top of it for air, put a fan blowing on it. And then I called my friend Lancer to come pick it up. You know, I was doing him a favor. I was saving him, you know, a thousand dollars or so. And, uh, well, I don't want you know, so that can be done. I want. Well, oh, I know it. Well, can. you want it for uh, you. I just, yeah, right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to call my friend Rick and have him pick it up. Um, yeah, honeybee. Right. Get it, uh, next get time, it I will. <clears throat> oh, no, I'm not driving. No, thank you. That's horrible. 
uh, yeah, that's just what I want is a truckload of, but well, anyway, let's see how I do. Let's see how I do without that insanity. Um, but I'm not saying I wouldn't, but, um, that is a long way to ride for bees. But, um, however, yeah. it's kind of you to offer. Um, so, so Wells Fargo, I'm not going to get into this right now, but, um, Wells Fargo's laying off mortgage employees like mad. They won't say how many, um, uh, because the uh, interest rates are going up and nobody's uh, nobody's buying anything. Nobody's refinancing. Um, oh, algorithmic justice. Okay, that is what this new department is going to. Uh, they're going to uh, inject into the system is algorithmic justice. So they're going to basically shut you up and call it justice. Uh, right. So, my asparagus bed, I've never talked about this, I don't think, um, about you always want to wait until you're like in your late 60s to plant asparagus. That's what you want to do um, because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, get to, you don't get to harvest anything for about three years. you got to let those plants kind of uh, get their feet down, uh, and if you start chopping on them the first year, uh, they'll just they'll just die. So, uh, but this year is my third or fourth year, and I am getting great uh, asparagus off this thing. And I got to tell you, fresh asparagus is really something. Um, in the store, you know, I'm not sure what's up with this. When you go and you buy it in the store, you got to cut off half of it and throw it away because you know it's like a piece of bamboo. You can't chew it. Um, you got to, uh, a lot of people will say bend it and right where it breaks. That's, that's the spot where the hard stuff meets the soft stuff. I, I find that that's a little overkill. You wind up losing an inch every time. And once again, asparagus being not so cheap. Um, but, but I, my, but the asparagus bed, my asparagus bed for the first year is yielding really intelligent amounts of asparagus. And I'm having the time of my life as a side note. My brother-in-law has this lunatic um, millennial uh, in his next door, really. And uh, this guy will, in the spring, walk up and down the street with, like, a plate begging for people's asparagus. Well, look, you may as well be begging for silver coins. I mean, people wait all year for spring so that they can harvest the asparagus, and you go to their front door with a plate right. and say, give it to me? What the hell's wrong with your brain? Are you nuts? Anyway, moving on. So um, anyway, uh, I, am, I, I am, would encourage you people, if you go probably to the big box stores or somebody else, you will find asparagus corms. What asparagus corms look like is a giant spider, and you plant them, in the way that they tell you. But basically what you do is you you kind of dig a large hole like a foot around, and then you make like a, a round pyramid in the middle, and you open up the corn, set it, I think you soak it in water, and then you, you set it so it's like a spider sitting on a cone, and then you cover that up. And that's how you plant asparagus. Just follow their instructions, and you will do very well. Um, my indeterminate mm. tomatoes are absolutely kicking butt. Did I say indeterminate? Not that. De- determinate. These things are horses, man. Right. They are they are horses. These are some unbelievably healthy, thick, lush, 
plants. And basically all I did was grow them up and, and put them in miracle Grow potting soil. As I mentioned before, I always thought it was probably going to be too hot for small plants, but it's not. It works great. Um, and I think, Tim, you and I were talking about a fellow that I know who spent God only knows how much money making up some miracle potting yeah. soil. This guy bought like 10 different things, um, worm castings, compost, uh, oyster flour, oyster oyster shell flour, uh, all kinds of voodoo witch doctor stuff, and it's not working. It's not working at all. I mean, it's working sort of, but nothing you want to brag about. Yep, I hear you. When we come back for the break, I'll... Nice job, Sam. I appreciate your work. When we come back from the break, Rick, I'll tell you my recipe. You're going to laugh your butt off. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back here in about three minutes, two and a half, three minutes. Call-in number is My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 